Welcome to another episode of Bite Size Gaming. I'm your host, Mike. Over here, we've got our uh, co-host, John. Sorry, I'm all over the place tonight. Did you forget my name? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I forgot the precursor to your name, which is co-host, John. And we do have a special guest tonight here with us. It's Nate. Hi, guys. Nate came in today because he wanted to talk some Destiny 2, which yep. I know John and I have talked a little bit about some Destiny 1, Destiny 2 in the past, so we're going to get yep. a bit more in-depth with that. Um, but we'll save that for a little bit later in the show. We've got a couple things we maybe talk about before we get to Destiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on that topic, what do you think I'm downloading right now on my laptop? I'm going to say you're downloading probably Destiny 2. Are you downloading I'm Destiny I'm downloading Destiny 2. Yes. Because you did say it's cross... I, so essentially, I downloaded it on my Xbox Series X. Or no, I don't have a Series X. My Xbox One X last night. And then this morning I woke up and I'm like, crap. John said it's not cross-platform between PS4 and Xbox. It is not. And I have some news on that because I know you talked about that. Uh, yes, it is actually a strike playlist in Destiny 2. Right now. Uh, right now for the 25th, the 26th, and the 27th. It's cross-platform on all platforms. Interesting. And it's only match-made, so it's not like, oh, I have a friend on Steam. I'm going to type in this user. No, it's you said it was it's a random matchmaking. match-making. Oh, so... I do need my laptop if I want to but, actually yeah. play with friends. But they are cross-platforming with PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Stadia. Damn. It's on the Stadia. It's on Stadia. Who would want a Destiny Two on Stadia? It's just a go- It's such a gorgeous tongue twister. Such a gorgeous game on the Xbox One, PlayStation Four, PS Five, Series X, and PC already. So I don't know anything about so Stadia. Destiny just... on Stadia actually looks really good. Really, the issue they were having was when Stadia first came out, they had the uh, like the matchmaking issue with going from one screen to another. Yeah, I'm assuming latency's probably got something to do with that as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't but, trust. I don't trust Stadia. I don't. Because of how the, bad the launch was for it. I honestly think that... Game, and I could be wrong. I think game streaming is probably the future of gaming. Absolutely. It's just a matter I, of yeah. figuring out who's going to be the Google of the game streaming. I know Stadia is Google, but we don't know if they're going to hit a home run or if somebody else is going to come in and sweep their legs. I'm still right. really excited about the possibility of game streaming with Xbox. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed with that xCloud. I really was impressed with xCloud. And like we've said before... With the, the Xbox and the Nintendo thing. Yeah. <laughs> is that something you wanted to talk about? No, we talked about it before. Oh, you talked about it before. The thing I'm hoping happens is... I do t- well, with the recent news, I don't know if we want to talk about it right now or later on with... What was that? I think Steven brought it up earlier, or you brought it up, actually, about a new character being released for Smash Bros. Yep. That being Crash Bandicoot, supposedly. They're announcing three more at E3, so... Makes you guys talk about E3 a lot, and I'm gonna put my opinion out there. I have high hopes for E3 this year. I don't want to keep them too high, but like you said, you're looking for something for Square Enix, as am I. I like the Just Cause ther- uh, series. I have four and five. I hope they announce possibly a six because of where it left off, and if they don't, they don't. But the engine that they had for five allowed for interesting weather, such as snowstorms, uh, sandstorms, lightning strikes, a tornado, and they're all equally devastating. Yeah. So to see it on that type of Havoc engine, or whatever engine they're using, I think it's Havoc, it's immaculate what Square Enix can do. 
It'll be interesting. Um, I know E3 is coming up in what two weeks, three weeks now. It's getting close. Yeah. Um, I need to look at the schedule and figure out what day each of their panels are, so yeah. that we might be able to line up yeah. one of our shows to line up with uh, an E3 press conference. Yeah. Hopefully, it's one of the better ones because you know they they got a full schedule, but there's always the ones that are just the you got to see it, you can't right. miss this. Yeah. There's other ones like. I'll watch the cliff notes on IGN. See, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do only because my birthday lies either during the week they're doing E3 or after E3. And I'm always getting ready to celebrate my birthday, especially because me and my mom share the same birthday. Yeah. So we get ready to do, you know, a birthday celebration with family or friends or whatever. And unfortunately, this year we're going on vacation. Ah. So I don't know if I'll be able to... Be a part of that, sadly. I, I'd like to, because E3 has always been one of those things as a gamer that you want to go to and watch. Well, I mean, nobody's going to it this year. It's all Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, but, you know, before, you know, the world came to a stop, it was just the thing to talk about. So, something you might find interesting. I haven't told you this yet this week, because I've been waiting for now to tell you. Okay. Um... We've been going through some of my old stuff at home, and we found my original Sega Genesis. Should have brought it. <laughs> Should have brought, brought it. it. And it unfortunately does not work anymore. <clears throat> it's been sitting in the attic for a little while, but guess what game was in it? You'll never guess what game was in it. Oh, gosh. Um, not Sonic. That'd be too obvious. Nope. Um, probably not sports. I don't know anything about No, not sports. <laughs> I don't think you were a Star Ocean player. A little bit, but no. Oh, okay. Can I get a hint? <laughs> Terminator 2. No. Oh. What was it? Battletoads. Okay, okay. Yeah, you did talk about that a few weeks back. <laughs> just Terminator 2 popped in my head because it's an obscure title, but I knew it was on Genesis. <laughs> um, Battletoads. So, were you disappointed that you couldn't boot it up and play it? I was. <laughs> so, the... My first question is, are you going to try and perform open console surgery on it? Unfortunately, I would have to get a whole new leaderboard. Oh. Um, so, speaking of old consoles and old memories, let's go back to Nate. Yeah. Yes. What are some of the earliest memories you have that kind of led to your love of video gaming? Oh, where to start? I think my... I'd have to think really hard on this, because when you brought it up last, you know, the last couple of times, I've been thinking about it. I think my first ever actual gaming experience was on, I want to say the Game Boy Advanced. Okay. Because I remember how you said those late nights, you know, when you're traveling, you're using the streetlights or whatever. I remember having to do that. Well, it depends, because Game Boy Advance SP had the backlit, so you were on the OG Advance? I think I was, because I don't remember having the backlit at all. I remember every time when there was a streetlight coming, I'd see it, and I'd be like, oh, and get very disappointed, because then I'd have to wait for, you know, the next five miles or whatever until there was a (laughs) streetlight. You know, I'm traveling, what am I going to do, sleep? Yeah. I do that anyway. (laughs) But no, I think the Game Boy Advance was my original, original introduction to gaming but i was so young i wouldn't classify it as that i would have to say my definitive answer would be the original first gen playstation 2 the big bulky loud console that was the console i remember playing all the, one the time with the fan that sounded like a jet engine yep <laughs> these guys making me feel old man <laughs> like 
I think I was in middle school when PS2 came out. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I never had PS2, but... Your, so. your gaming experience makes me feel old. Do you remember what my first game was? Do <laughs> you remember what I told you it was? Something on the Atari 2600. Um, not E.T. Excitebite? No, uh, Paperboy. Paperboy. Paperboy, that's what it was. I'm sorry for making you guys feel old, but I can't help it that I was born in the very late no, 90s. No, like, gaming for all ages, I think, today's landscape kind of paints that picture better than anything. Yeah. yeah. Where you've got games for all ages, and they try to make it approachable for all ages. Mm-hmm. So, so that's an awesome thing to see. But going back in time, if you had to pick one game from, let's say, the time you started gaming until say the age of 16 to be your favorite game of all time oh that's easy i can give you my definitive answer right now all right let's go for it on the playstation 2 simpsons hit and run (laughs) so uh like that was it still is probably a pretty popular retro game and it It aged pretty well yeah the i have recently gotten back into my playstation 2 i had two dual shock controllers that went out that were the plug-in and the problem with gaming now is everything's digital, so you have the controller and you're sitting, you know, yeah. however many feet away. On the cords, you didn't have that. You had to sit on top of your TV. So my, my problem was with them not working, I would search forever just around the area, going to video games, etc., just replay and looking for a PlayStation 2 DualShock or an off-brand controller. Never found one until I found a off-brand DualShock um, wireless PlayStation 2 controllers that take, like, two, I think it's two double or two triple A batteries, and I can sit in my chair and play my PlayStation 2 games. I've been playing uh, Simpsons Hit and Run. Mm -hmm. I actually, for the first time in a long time, have 100% completed that game because there's a cheat code that allows you access to all the vehicles, including the world vehicle. So okay. the NPC vehicles and vehicles you can't normally operate, such as um, in level two, uh, the mission call out or sell out, where you have to destroy the cell phone cars. Mm-hmm. You can play those. You can play the sedans, and it's just extremely fun to go back and play those old early two thousand graphics types. I really hope they come out with a, re- a remake of it or a remaster, because I would love to see what that game can do on new gen consoles. Even even yeah. if it's backwards, I would love to see what that game looks <laughs> like on. A, newer gen console. I mean, it still looks like Simpsons, I'm assuming. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but, so I've never played Hit and Run. Um, but did you ever play the Simpsons movie game? No. No. The only Simpsons game I ever played was on the NES. And it was something with Bart. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But I remember playing that on the NES. If it has to do with Bart, it's probably something stupid. Because Bart's always getting oh, in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I played that one, um, but yeah, I never played Hit and Run, but from clips I've seen and the talk I've heard about it, is it a game that kind of has Crazy Taxi vibes to it? Yes. Very similar Crazy Taxi vibes. Uh, Basically, just take Crazy Taxi and stick on, like, a Simpsons skin. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there is a proper Simpsons game that's like Crazy Taxi, and it's called Road Rage. You play out of all the main characters, so you got, like, Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, Krusty the Clown... And you basically play all of them as taxi drivers. Yeah, okay. They're just taxi drivers around the town of Springfield. That's more... That, right there, Road Rage, is, I would say, very identical to Crazy crazy Taxi. taxi. Okay. And then Hit and Run is just a third-person adventure game throughout Springfield. Okay. Which I thoroughly enjoy. I love adventure games. 
uh, and sad I didn't get into the Crash Bandicoot games earlier, but now that the remasters or remakes or whatever you want to call them are coming out, um, I was disappointed that they were originally exclusive to PlayStation 4 and 5 until Sony and, well, I guess, Crash Microsoft. Bandicoot itself was a PlayStation-only title. Yeah, and then recently with the remasters, they're like... Results. <laughs> And then recently they're like, hey, we're going to have them on all platforms. So Nitro Team Racing, I think, yep. is on there. Uh, the original series or sagas on there. And then Crash Bandicoot Out of Time, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yep. All three of them are on there. And I looked at the prices and I'm like, oh my god, I'm never going to be able to get these games. Because I think in total it's like 140 bucks to get all three games on my console. <laughs> they have the bundle on PlayStation. Yeah, we don't have the bundle. The closest bundle we have is Nitrous Oxide bundle, which is like 60 bucks. In case you guys are wondering, ignore me. I've got allergies, so my eyes are always going to be itchy, at least for the next month. So there's that for you. Fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I recently went through uh, the first game in the new remaster trilogy. Uh, I played a lot of the second one as a kid on the PS1. Never played the first, never played the third. It was just the second one that I, that's all I had. The second one that I think is the best. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people say is the second one was always the best. I, I went through the first, I beat the first one, and I got to like the bonus levels at the end, and I believe I've seen clips where like this is like regarded as the hardest crash level in all of Crash games. Yeah. I probably spent three or four hours trying to beat it, couldn't beat it, and I put the game down and haven't touched the trilogy since. <laughs> but yeah, I still enjoy those games. I've been wanting to check out the new one too, Crash 4 or whatever. Yeah, Crash 4 out of time or out whatever of, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to check that one out yet, but I've been wanting to. I've been playing gameplay of it, and I think it's much like you, I really want to play it. I just financially, I can't do it, but it kind of brings a reminiscent back to Crash Years as a title, as it's a. 3D, 2D... They kind of hit that platform. nostalgia factor with first them doing the Spyro remastered yep. and then doing yeah. the Crash remastered. Yeah. I forgot Spyro was the first remaster, honestly. I, never I, played I actually Spyro. I did not play the Spyro. One. I think I, I owned and downloaded that one on the Xbox, but I never actually played the Spyro remastered trilogy. I forget why I bought it if I wasn't going to play it. I, I do that a lot. Because it was the hip thing to do. The, the nostalgia time. thing. Yeah. He, he just called me hipster. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to get this guy out of here. Hey, uh, you put it off the island, Nate. Oh, uh, well. But speaking of financially viable games, um, one of the games that we're talking about tonight, Destiny 2, is one of those games because they went free-to-play. Yes. Absolutely. Destiny is free-to-play. Uh, you have to pay for the expansions. Mm-hmm. Yes, the expansions you still have to pay for, but I don't think but they're I, as expensive. I as believe the first three expansions are included in the free-to-play, though. They the are. Curse of Osiris, uh, Warmind. Curse of Osiris and Warmind are no longer available. They have been sunsetted. So in, so in the season of Arrivals, Mars and Mercury were both the planets that were sunsetted, which is where Warmind and uh, Curse of Osiris take place. Okay. So you can't play those, but Forsaken is now a legacy mission you can still do. You can still do Forsaken because it's taking place in Tangled Shore. So you can't do Curse of Osiris and Warmind, sadly, but you can still play um, Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and the new season that they have this time. The season of the Splicer. See? Beyond Light. See, not yeah, the Beyond season Light season. Was this is during the Beyond, Beyond Light. Beyond Light is the DLC. The DLC. Yeah. Yes. Season of the Splicer is the season. Yes. Is the but I kind of take issue with that. With what? 
so essentially because those other two are out yes for th- for the time being well, what i'm saying like so if i were to buy beyond light and then say a year and a half from now it is now out what does my forty dollars get me aside of the experience of playing it during the time it was not out i don't like the idea of paying for dlc that could eventually be knocked out of being able to be played well so I mean, the way they're doing it is they have it all on a rotation now yeah so like they they sunsetted the the mars and mercury mercury um next season it could come back but then they're probably going to expect me to pay for that next dlc for it to come back no no Mm-mm. no uh it comes out in seasons now okay so there's like uh like call of duty has seasons yeah destiny has seasons now yes so you can so you have the free to play tier which is every so levels you get something and then you can pay i think it's what 15 dollars. i think is what i had to pay for beyond lights dlc season i did it was like 10 bucks okay so 10 bucks and then that's you get everything that's on the bottom tier are the blue well, tier. yeah i understand how seasons yeah. work but i'm talking so, about in order to access beyond light content i have to purchase the dlc no I did. I did not have to purchase Beyond Light DLC because they went to the seasons thing. So I had the basic free to play season, the top thing, the top so, role that you get so, in the seasons. So what you're saying is the Beyond Light campaign stuff. That's what he's talking about. Not the, that stuff. I still think is not the season stuff. But yeah, no, I was just on Steam. Right. And they had the game. Yeah. And then uh, it was a forty dollar DLC. Yeah, which is Light. Beyond Light. And which that is, I wonder if it's because I have. I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember having to pay for the Beyond Light. I'd say if they incorporate the seasons, I can kind of understand that. But if I have to go pay forty bucks for Beyond Light and it risk it being non-playable in a future season, that's where I might start taking issue with. So, that. so, so, what they're doing is, I'll, I'll explain to you like this. I'm gonna explain it to you, all right? So, Beyond Light was a standalone DLC, which continues the story yeah. of Destiny. The seasons that they have in each DLC are mini stories. Okay. So that's that's like the stories where you're getting the advancement of the world that leads up season to the next like DLC. Like Season of the Splicer this time around for Season right. 14. So right now they're in the Beyond Light DLC, but they're in Season of the Splicer, which is uh, where Vault of Glass came back. Okay. So the reason things are getting sunsetted is because they're taking old Destiny content and they're putting it in the Destiny Vault. Now they're bringing stuff like the, the Vault of Glass Raid back for a little while. Yeah. Which, the Vault of Glass Raid is this huge thing. Yeah, I, I, so, I know Vault of Glass from the first Destiny. Right. So right. They're, they're, they're taking content that isn't being used putting it in the Destiny Vault so they can bring back the Vault of Glass Raid. So you're not sitting here with, oh, a new person goes and buys Destiny, they have to do this 200 megabyte download before they can even play. They're, they're, they're taking some stuff out, putting some stuff in, and then you have a smaller download or mm-hmm. update. And I understand that part. I'm just I'm speaking pure monetary... So, so say a year ago, or how how long ago did the Osiris one DLC come out? That Two came years out, ago. That came out in like I got the game in eighteen, and War Mining Osiris was already out. So I'm gonna say 2000, 
17, it 2018? Like, it was like early 2018 yeah. when, when it, it came out. Has there been any DLCs that have come out since it went free-to-play? Yes. Which one? Uh, free-to-play was the Forsaken and Beyond Light. Shadowkeep. And Shadowkeep. All right, so the Forsaken and Shadowkeep. Are those still playable? Yes. Yes. They okay. are considered legacy now, but you can still play them. The only reason why they're considered legacy is because that happened in the past. And I can understand but you can still that. come and do them. So where I'm getting with this is, since they went free to play, the first, say the first DLC was Forsaken. Yes. So people paid 40 bucks for Forsaken. Yeah, people paid 40 bucks to play Forsaken. Fast forward, we're now into the Beyond Light, but he still paid 40 bucks two years ago for Forsaken. If they ever rotate that out, I feel like these they're jipping him his money's worth because essentially when you pay for that DLC, you're paying for that content. Maybe not the competitiveness or maybe not even online, but he still paid for that content right. in some manner. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the ones that have launched post-DLC and they're still there, at least it's good news to me. Um, and the only ones that have been rotated out are the ones that came out before the free-to-play yeah. Yeah. mode. Okay. Which would have been yep. so, so basically what they went and said is that they're, they're vaulting that content. Anything that has come after the free-to-play launch will not be rotated out. Okay. So that's good to hear. Yeah. Scared me there. So, and the only reason why I paid... So, like like I said with the Bolt of Glass raid. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a, a free-to-play thing. So that will get rotated out, and then they'll bring in another legacy raid. Okay. So the raid... That's what they're doing is they're putting the raids on a rotation. Okay. So I can get behind that, like as long as it's just the raid, because that's kind of it has to be a rotated thing. If right. They so they have the vault the of glass raid, and then when the vault of glass raid gets vaulted, let's say at the end of the season, yeah, um, then the next season they'll put in like the crota raid. Okay. And then for that season that'll be out, and then that'll get vaulted at the end of that season. They'll put in the next raid. Okay. And then they'll put those on a rotation. From my understanding, nothing that has come out after the free to play. Is going to be vaulted in terms of like the con, like the story content, right? Okay, yeah. So just to put in perspective of where I was coming from, um, Mario ninety nine. Yes, it was free. But imagine if they came out the gate and they said, "Okay, Mario ninety nine, new competitive multiplayer thing, ten bucks." So we all go out, pay ten bucks. We're playing, we're playing that game. You cannot play. It's on my Switch, but as soon as I try to launch it, you cannot play because they like just. Wiped it completely after March 31st. Oh. Now, granted, nobody paid for it. it like, real world, it was free. But if they had expected us to pay $10 and then wipe it at March 31st, essentially you're paying for a timed access to it. Right. Yeah. I think they would have had a riot on their hands of people upset mm-hmm. yeah. at paying $10 for something to only to have it ripped from them after the fact. And I think another reason why Bungie got rid of uh, Crystal Fires and Warmind was... Those DLCs got really bad reviews. They did, only because when they were creating it. And this, this is the reason why... It was why when they were still partnered with Activision. With Activision, yeah. So the, that's what I was getting into, is why Bungie went from free-to-play, or from paying to free-to-play, is because they broke contract with Activision last year. Uh, it's, within, it's been within a year or two they broke our contract. Yeah, it was like a year or two ago. So they're, because Bungie got sick and tired of Activision's... Um, I guess so. The finances way, because they were forcing Bungie to do something with the game they didn't want it. No, it, it was something um, like that. Activision was forcing deadlines. Yes, that's what it is. They were forcing deadlines and crunching them, and they're like, you know what? We're done with this. We can't do this anymore. So essentially, like me and you were making a game, and we're partnered with Nate. He's Activision. Nate's coming in saying, 
do you have this DLC done yet? We need this DLC done by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. There's still some stuff wrong with the DLC. We don't care. Launch it by the end of the month. That is exactly what Activision. <laughs> it's pretty much what Activision was doing. Yeah, and so incredible. Like I'll get to it a little bit. But, like you're essentially setting me up for what I want to talk about later. It's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. So that's the reason why Bungie broke away from Activision was because they were forcing deadlines when Bungie knew the game was broken, and they and didn't like they that. Were, they were wanting to basically give out a product that was finished. Polished. Oh, yeah. and, I think, and the right they knew that the community would wait for. It. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, the community has already cited their feelings on wait to release a finished product. Mm-hmm. Activision, no, nope. we need to make our money back. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Well, so Activision was, was trying to pull a uh, EA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which there. I see what you did there. Like when EA wrong. when EA launched Battlefront Two or Battlefront oh, One, yeah. sorry, Battlefront One. Yeah. Oh, and Battlefront Two. Uh, I played it. Battlefront Two, and this is what this is what I shouldn't say that, but this so, is what annoys me is I paid, I think in total with pre order and all this goodies I got, I think I paid like almost a hundred bucks, and the game to this day, even after for two, yeah, two three years since Die and EA have moved away and gone to the new Battlefield game. The game is still incredibly glitchy. The game is still incredibly bl- broken. And the original players, which I was a part of, said, you know what? Screw this game. Because DICE and EA didn't want to do anything with it. They didn't want to fix the problem. Because I still experienced servers issues, such as connecting players, lag issues, and I have new internet. You know what my favorite glitch in oh. Battlefront 1 was? The OG one or the newer one? The, the newer one. Okay, so 2017. Uh, the rubber banding. God, that was in Battlefront oh, yeah. too. Yeah. I hated that. Anyway, so you're talking about like that's more like local or online support for a game, where I think yeah. that Battlefront Two was a more complete game. It had a full on story mode. Had yeah, all it of the did. Modes, it did. Where, but the fact that they're online, that they're just like, hey, we're not gonna worry yep. about this anymore. It was just like, but I paid sixty, seventy dollars for a game that you're supposed to be producing, and it's supposed to be. What you've advertised a proper Star Wars experience. I didn't feel like I got that in online. I definitely got that in the two story modes, the main story and the DLC Resurrection, I think is what it's called. I enjoyed the story, but the online multiplayer stuff, don't don't bother. Don't bother with it. But, even though it's I think free to play. What I was getting at is it's more more of a complete game than the first one was. The first yeah. one was a shell of what we remember the first Battlefront games to be. Right, yeah. They didn't have a story mode. It had very limited multiplayer modes. Um, and all single-player mode was was essentially the multiplayer modes with bots. Yeah. yeah. All Battlefront 1 was. It yeah. Was terrible. Anyway, we got off topic there. <laughs> um, so Destiny 2, the free-to-play online, um, I do believe, I understand that how, like, they went more of an MMO route with it. Yes. Um, especially when you see the DLCs, the season passes, things like that. Um, so what separates Destiny 2 and the grind? Because, you know, it's Destiny. It is a grind. Oh, yeah. We it got is. that even back at the first Destiny. What separates this new free-to-play MMO Destiny 2 from regular MMO grinds? So, uh, for me, what separates it is definitely that replayability. Uh, with the replayability in Destiny, they're always, every season, they're adding something new. So you're going through and you're doing the same strike 
over and over and over yeah. again. And the next season, you go and do that strike again. There may be an alternate path that leads you to something secret. Okay. Like, uh, like with the malfeasance, you had to do that strike. Yeah. So there's a, a gun in Destiny Two called the malfeasance, and part of the quest to get this gun, so you have to do a, a specific strike. Well, it's you not go, a specific strike; it's a mission version of that strike. You go through this strike, and there is a alternate path that looks like it has always been there, but you just never knew. Okay. So it takes you on this alternate path, and it leads you to an entirely different area in the strike that just... You normally wouldn't be able to get to. Yeah, you normally wouldn't be able to get to in past versions of the strike. Okay. Um, There's the grind itself. Yeah. Uh, the grind itself, for me, differentiates because it's a different type of grind. It's not going... Oh, I'm gonna go here, and I'm just gonna spend three hours chopping this tree and collecting wood and doing other stuff or whatever. It's no, I'm I'm going through this world and I'm killing these enemies and I'm doing these missions to get these rewards. Okay, and that was probably what I loved about Destiny One. It like while it was a grind, you always felt like you were doing something meaningful with that grind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, serious question here: When are they bringing back Loot Cave? Funny you should say that. So, I was wondering if that was coming up. Uh, you remember the week came. Oh, yeah. You didn't play Destiny. I did not play Destiny 1, but I know that they're so about that. Do you remember in Destiny 1 when they fixed the loot cave yeah it was they a put that, day of my they, life <laughs> they put that pile of bones there and you could interact with it and there was that voice that said even a million deaths are not enough for master raul yeah so they brought back the ed or the 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 cosmodrome in destiny 2 oh yeah um i think that came and out. they left that yeah. in there that's awesome but i still want loot cave back I get it. It was broken. It's not good for let's, an online let's, format, but still, let's, it was fun. Let's spend fun. two hours just shooting into a random cave. Enemies are going to pop up anyway. <laughs> We're going to just run in, collect loot, come back out, and shoot again. Run in, collect loot, come back out again. You didn't have to go in each time. You I, didn't. No, yeah, you could just sit there for like an hour yeah. and then go collect thousands upon thousands of Yeah, because anything you don't Ingrams. collect would just go to the postmaster. postmaster. Yep. As long as your postmaster wasn't full or anything. Yeah, you would you would run. literally like go in there, shoot for fifteen minutes, kill things, go in there, collect all the engrams you could, go to the tower, and anything you didn't collect was in your postmaster. So you just go and turn stuff in. Here's here's my question I have. When are you gonna start making purple engrams uh into blue blue armor again? <laughs> I don't, I don't follow that one. So, uh, remember back in Destiny 1 when it wasn't when your legendary engrams wouldn't decode into legendary armor all the time? I never had that issue. Really? Yeah. Really lucky. <laughs> so, uh, I guess... Because it was, it was pretty early on in the game's life. I, say, I played Destiny 1 day one. So, I don't... But... I don't you really, might have just gotten lucky. That's you right. might have just gotten lucky. <laughs> Maybe. Because, like, 99% of the community was like, Bungie needs to fix this. All of my purple engrams decode into blue armor, blue guns. Oh, dang. And, like, all of my exotics would decode into, like, legendary stuff. That, that would be a sad day right there. Yes. There is something similar to that in D2 currently. So, that makes me laugh. So, when they 
fixed the issue finally, and I want to say it was the the Taken King DLC. Was that the first DLC, or was that no? That was, that was yeah. that was Oryx. Yeah, Taken King was the second to the last DLC. Yeah. It took them that long to fix that. So when, the Glass is the first raid, and then Taken King had the one on the moon. Uh, no, uh, Taken Vaulted Glass was the first one. The Crota, the Dark Below, had the one on the it, moon. Yeah, that was the moon. And then they came out with. But I thought that the, was the Taken King. No, that was Oryx, uh, Crota, son of Oryx. Okay. And then the Taken King was Oryx. Okay, so it's been years. Yep. I got it back. <laughs> yep, so they did Vogue, which was Vault of Glass. Then they did the Dark Below, which was Crota. Which the Dark Below was rough. Oh. That was a rough raid. I remember staying up till like 5 o'clock in the morning trying to beat Crota. See, that's why I'm, I'm downloading right now because I played Vault of Glass. I played uh, taking, or the Dark Below. I never made it that far into those raids because I didn't have a crew that knew so, what they were doing. So after Crota, the uh, the Fallen DLC came out. The one where they introduced the Prison of Elders, where Marisol was introduced. Yeah. Really? Um, that one didn't have a raid. Yeah, I remember it that. Had, uh, the Prison of Elders, where the like level 3 Prison of Elders would have you fighting Skullus. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they did the Taken King, which introduced Oryx and the Taken King raid, which was where we were first introduced to the Taken as an enemy type. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Then we would, you, you went to the Dreadnought through that, you killed Oryx through the campaign. I was wondering when you were going to bring up the Dreadnought, I remember. And then the raid on, was on the Dreadnought where you would kill Oryx in his throne world. Which killed him for good. Uh, after that, basically, the taken power left dormant. It was unclaimed by anyone. Then there we had the Rise of Iron DLC, which is where we discovered Siva. Yep. I'm, I remember and, watching the And then Axis, or I can't remember the name of the boss for that one, but it was like the entire story of like. The Iron Lords mm-hmm. and what happened to them. And it was basically the story of your guardian becoming an Iron Lord. Interesting. That's my only. If we had to talk about regrets, because you, with the Iron Lord stuff, just made me think of this. My only. I shouldn't say my only one, but one of my biggest gaming regrets was not playing D1. Because at a certain time when D2 had came out for the first time, there was the veterancy. So if you had played D1, yeah. you can transfer all your characters from D1 into D2, yeah. and you would get special veterans dialogue that they still have to this day. Yeah. That is my one Destiny regret, so, not going back and playing D1. So like, if I were to go and delete one of my characters in Destiny 2 yeah. and remake one, the opening dialogue for my character would be my character going through uh, all the events of Destiny 1, and then it it's really cool because not only does it say the events that you did in Destiny 1, like all the raids and everything, it lists the people you did the raids with. Oh, nice. Like, it lists their gamer tags. Awesome. So, like, uh, like my raiding clan for Destiny 1 had two people called Cosmic Beauty and Bleeding Fragment. It says that, oh, I went through and I defeated, I, I killed the Vex Time Lord Atheon with Cosmic Beauty and Bleeding Fragment. Okay. Nice. Um... 
So, having not played Destiny 1, ironically enough, there are some little nuanced things that might go miss if you're just reading things. Um, people who played Destiny 1 at the start versus the ones who played it after the first DLC, different experience. Do you remember yes. why? For one, the loot system was way different. Yeah. Um, what's the voice you hear throughout the game as you're playing, <laughs> game, as you're playing it? I still want to get the tattoo oh. of a little ghost that says Dinklebot lives. Yep. So if you play Destiny 1 within the first year, um, Peter Dinklage was the one in your ear talking as the ghost, and then yep. they changed it to, to Nolan North. Yeah, Nolan North. North. Yeah. Um, and then similarly with Destiny 2, like this be pre before free to play. If you played that early on before DLCs, you had Nathan Fillion yep. as Cade Six. Yep. And then yes. they recast his voice. No, they didn't. So or no, they killed him off. They killed okay, him off. So story behind that. I can talk, I can do that because I played for Shaken. So I mean, a lot of it has to do with licensing. Like, well, yeah. it's not licensing. It's um, uh, Nathan Fillion, who, if you played the Halo series, plays Buck, one of the best characters in Halo. I I think. I mean, he's also Space Cowboy and Firefly. <laughs> and... I I only know him as Buck. Leave me alone. <laughs> but no. So at the time that um, uh, Bungie was doing the Forsaken, they actually wanted Nathan or uh, yeah, Nathan Fillion. I almost said Nolan North, to do his original lines as Kate. But he was unavailable to do the recording. So they're like, okay, what if we get Nathan Finley to do it? You know, go. He's like, perfect. Because he knew it. And the second he heard the first recording of Kate's line, he's like, oh my god, I don't think anyone's going to know the difference. And it took Destiny 2 players, and myself included, a year almost within in Forsaken to realize that's not, who, that's not the original Kate. That's someone totally different. He is that pinpoint accurate on Kate's voice. Yeah. It amazes me. So it's not because of license. So the reason they wasn't killed him off, though, was uh, Bungie had announced something really big happening for, for, for Forsaken, which was right around the time that Destiny 2 was going through a run. It had a content drought. There was nothing new really coming. It had been quite a few months. So they're like, something big is happening. You guys don't know what it is. And they were like, we need to do something to bring players, players back. back and grab their attention. Cade was such a beloved character in the game that they were like, all right, we'll kill off one of the beloved characters and give players a reason to come back. <laughs> they, the story for Forsaken is amazing. And the fact that you can still go back and play it now is uh, awesome. Forsaken is the first time ever that you hear your guardian speak. Mm -hmm. And the sad part about that is the voices between all three of the races, the human, um, Exo, and Awoken, both male and female, are played by the same voice actors. They're not unique in any shape or form. I don't know. I thought they did pretty good in differentiating them. I don't know. I have all three characters, or I guess races, and the only difference I hear is in the Exo male voiceover is it's, a, it's more robotic-y. Like every other exo. That's the only difference I hear. I could be wrong, and if I am, you know, someone in the comments, or you, or you, <laughs> I don't know about you. I shouldn't say I don't know about you, but you, you know, feel free to tell me, because I'm actually curious if there is a bigger a bigger difference, and I'm just so I really feel like, like the Awoken have a, a lighter voice. Because hmm. I'm going to have to pay attention to that. Yeah. I'm getting ready to I'm do... I'm at a loss with this one, so... I'm getting ready to do uh, Beyond Light on my Awoken. 
for my warlock for the first time. So I'll uh, listen to that. I'll probably so try that tonight. Another fun thing, since we're talking about voice actors, is uh, you ever watch the show Fairy Tale? No. All right. Have you ever seen Fairy Tale? Uh, no, definitely right. not. So it's a pretty popular one. Anyway, there's uh, the main character Natsu shares the same voice actor as the Drifter. Okay. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Speaking of that, I actually watched a video of him of the voice actor playing Drifter. He never in his life played Gambit for the first time. Nope. And this video it was him that playing was, Gambit. That was him playing Dest- Destiny for the first time. Oh, it was? Yes. It was the video, it, the title was uh, voice, the Drifter's voice actor playing Gambit for the yep. first time. Yep. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> uh, so, like, the voice actor for Zavala actually actively plays the game. Mm. Nice. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's always fun when you see, like, the celebrities who are into the, their work or into video gaming in general. Like, yeah. I know um, if you watch some of the special features. Actually, I did. Uh, throwback. <laughs> um, old Lord of the Rings games. Yes. So that nope. came out in the GameCube era. Yeah. Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and The Return of the King was the best one because it had all three in one. It had special features. I went through, like, I unlocked all the special features, all the special videos, and they had some of the actors from the movie who also playing did voice actors for the game and they were playing the game and talking about the game. I love it. I couldn't awesome. get into Lord of the Rings. Even the books, movies, I just... Not not my There's the cup door of right tea. There. <laughs> door. I know, I'm looking at it. It's <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is... It's just not my cup of tea. I don't diss it. I would, I, would I, will rather, I would rather do the Lord of the Rings than I would Star Wars. I'm out there, yeah. My wife and I just watched... The special extended versions that's on HBO. So, so you know where I work. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, because no. because um, it's against your contract or something. Uh, it would it would be considered um, promotion without their. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but we just showed all of the movies. <gasps> you didn't tell me. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing it. Uh, I would have. They I, didn't tell me. That, that here's the best part. My wife is a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, and she would have totally went with me. They didn't tell me. <laughs> uh, here's the question you should be asking: Are they still out and available? No. They didn't, probably like a, like a limited like, time run. Yeah, it was like last month. But like, so when we were watching it, it was our first time through the extended versions, and she's like, "I'm never watching anything but these versions <laughs> again." The ones that are like ten hours long. Yeah, we watched all of them. It was great. Yes. It was great. But we got off the video game topic. Um, so I mentioned earlier that you were setting me up for kind of what I was wanting to talk about a little bit today. Um, you know, in weeks past, John and I, John and I have talked about you know console numbers, sales numbers, and that. And that. Um, but today I kind of want to talk about you know gaming development practices and the difference between you know, that you can see in different companies and what do you think works better than most. Um, give you a preface of where I'm going with this companies that perpetually are trying to churn out the next game or the next content versus trying games, to hit that next bottom dollar yeah but pull the activation where we need it by this date versus the companies that take their time to create a solid product so here's where we bring this one back into the light silk song yeah they're taking their time with it yep it's going to be a very polished game. It's going to be very well done. Yep. I would rather wait another year yep. for Silk Song 
and get the game that we want. Rather than, oh, Silk Song's coming out next week, it's going to be $60. Get the game, game day one. What are all these glitches? <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of another game. Of course. I mean, we've only talked about it like 90% of the time on the show, so. Have you? I... <laughs> I mean, like... It's a sequel to Hollow Knight. Oh, I'm not talking about Hollow Knight. Uh, there was another game that came out was full of last year that was full, of glitches. full of glitches. It still is full of glitches to this day. That has one of the best actors in there who's very kind-hearted. Uh, I profess, I'm going to butcher the name. Cyber... Cyberpunk? Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. That game, when it first launched... And it's a tragic story about the game is... It was another act, not Activision, but similarity with what Activision did with Bungie was the investors pushed that game out way too soon than what the developers wanted. The developer defined way too soon because that game was in development for about a decade. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. So too soon is when it came out. I think November of last year, the game. Was still, but, but this game was in development for. 10 I know, but years. they were still had several glitches. That is, I can't. I don't play the game, just because of the simple fact that I just. Well, can't no, I get where you're coming from. It's, that it's, it's, it's waited, but at the same, like I can't really fault the investors on this one because of no. Essentially, they I, invested yeah. the game ten years ago, probably yeah. expecting a four or five year turnaround, and it ended up doubling that. And they were probably should have if they were talking about. Creating a polished game should have laid another year to work out these kinks, but I can't fault the investors for wanting a timeline. Well, yeah, and when they're so far past yeah, the development. Yeah, and that's like, what I read. Yeah, and me going, okay, I'm gonna give you five dollars now for you to make twenty dollars over the next five years. <laughs> right. Pay me back. Ten years later. Hey, whatever Where happened to that five dollars? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, for that game alone, just with what I read, it's sad to me because it's like, okay, they were trying to get more time out of the investors, but the investors were like, nah, we don't care. Well, and I mean, that kind of sucks, and that's, like, I, does, I'd rather... Does, but in that type of situation... You that type of sharing our situation, yeah, I do agree. You have to, you know, unfortunately push it out. But, like, what you were getting ready to say is, like, I'd, I personally would rather have a game and wait a year... And for it to be polished. Yeah. I would. Because I don't want to have a game, pay $60, and then it's just like... I do believe that there are some companies, I'm not going to name any of them, uh, that are just notorious for having unpolished games. I mean, I think we all know who you're talking about, but yeah, we'll leave it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, look. So, we kind of went off a tangent on... Um, Polished versus pol unpolished games. But if we dig, dig a little deeper, because um, it is perfectly possible for bigger companies to churn out a game a year, and it's still, you know, a solid game in its own right. Yeah. So, like, you, what I'm thinking of is, like, your Assassin's Creed or your Call of Duties. They're still polished games, even though they have a fast turnaround time, um, and people will buy them and play them, but a lot of times you don't see them have the legs of people still playing them years later. Right. Um, like, you don't see people still playing the first Assassin's Creed. Or even, you know, fast forward to the one that two ago, Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, right. that was a very yeah. popular game. It was it a very well-received game. 
But people aren't playing it anymore. Right. And then, like, even the new one, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. I played it. I I played it. I beat it in, like, a month, maybe mm-hmm. two. I'm not going back to replay it. But then you fast forward to games that, you know, have those long legs. Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out in 20,000, or 2011. 20, 20, that, is, that is a long time ago. There are time. still people playing it and enjoying it to this day. Cause, Which is funny because there are still glitches in it. Yeah, like it's a glitchy <laughs> game, but people love the idea of what that game does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grand Theft Auto V released, I think, 2014. 2013. 2013, okay. So, it, so Grand Theft Auto was released on PlayStation 4 and 360 in 2013, and then a year or two later it was released for PS4 and Xbox. And, and they then, are still announcing the GTA 5 for PS5. Yeah, and Xbox why not? Because people are still buying it. It'll so, randomly pop into the top 10 sales of a month in random months. Yeah. yeah. So, I still play the, it. I love it. the Rockstar Studios has officially announced the Grand Theft Auto game for this coming year. You know what the Grand Theft Auto game for this coming year is? Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> you know what they're doing? They're doing news, new uh, like new DLC stuff. Yeah, new which, D- DLC for online, which is amazing. That's well, that's the thing. Is like GTA Online is a very fun environment to play a game in. It is. It depends. I'm going to say this. It depends on if you're with friends or not. And the reason why I say this is I've had my fair share of Grand Theft Auto online lobbies where it's just toxicity out everywhere. Tryhards everywhere. And I get I, mean, I get that's what you're going to get, but as long as you're able to have any online game. Right. But, but if you're, you're able also to have friends, you're also playing Grand Theft Auto. That too. But <laughs> you're you're playing the <laughs> Smash Grab Kill simulator. But yeah, the introduction yeah. of running businesses, doing business runs, things right. like that. Yeah, as well as you play this lobby, the heists are still a lot of fun. Yeah, um, so they're, they're, they're still adding new heists like every few months. I'm happy with how they're doing the heists now versus when they first came out. Is because when they first came out, you needed a full a full crew. You needed four players. Yep. And these now newer heists matchmaking for them. Well, not only do they have right. matchmaking, but I think it's the newest one, which is the Kyle Perico. You can do it in a minimum of, I think, two players. Same with the casino heist. You can have only two players. You and a buddy, you can easily do it. The, I did the it casino with heist was the last one I did, and we had to have a minimum of, like, three. No, it, it, they changed it, because me and my one of my friends who lives down in Louisiana, he has Grand Theft Auto Five, and he never really played because he didn't have anyone to play it with. I said, well... I have it. I'm more than willing to help you out because I'm a level like 200 something in that game because I've been playing since day one. And he's like, okay, cool. What can we do? I said, well, they just came out with a, a new heist a couple months ago and it's the casino heist. And I said, by the looks of it, it just says minimum players, you know, two to four. I'm like, we could easily knock that out. And sure enough, we knocked it out. Just he and I doing it. Because <laughs> there's three ways you can do it in the casino heist. You can be stealthy you can be aggressive, or you can try and be deceptive about it, like acting like you're part of the group sec security force for the casino. And we did all three of them, even on their hardest difficulties, and we were working out with cash in our pockets, yep. metaphor- metaphorically speaking, of course. But so, the heists are much funner than what they were when they first came out, requiring the four players. Yep. So on that point... Numbers actually kind of reflect that 
games that have staying power, like your uh, Elder Scrolls or your GTAs. Nintendo puts out a lot of them, actually. Oh yeah, they um, do. Top twenty selling, top twenty selling games of twenty twenty. Number one, do you have a guess what that would be? Either of you? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty last year. Top selling game. Mm-hmm. Is it GTA? No. I'm thinking maybe not. So Nintendo does a lot of them. I don't uh, think it's Nintendo. Is it Overwatch? Would... No. It is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold, which is a game that released last year. I it really. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a Call of Duty. Yeah. Number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's a no. Call of Duty. Yep. Number three, and this one, it, it hit number three, and it is not including digital sales. It means they don't have tally for the digital sales, or they didn't at the time of this report. So this is physical only. Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> and it very well could have been two or one if you include digital sales. I'm sure a ton of people bought <laughs> the game digitally. I bought it digitally. Yeah. Um, I don't have a Switch. <laughs> number four, uh, Madden 21. Number five, Valhalla. Number six, Last of Us. All those, you know, mm-hmm. the all titles. of those were released last year. Same with the number seven, Ghost of Tsushima. Number eight, though, it's a game that released initially in, I think, 2014, 2015. And then it got re-released in 2017 as a deluxe edition. Mario Kart Deluxe. That hit number eight in 2020. Years after wow. its initial release, so you gotta think in terms of that. Of the top ten list of games, um, nine of those are games that released in twenty twenty, yeah. and the developers put you know probably millions of dollars into the development yeah. and production of those games. Mario Kart Mario Kart Eight is on that list, and that's something that they developed three or four years ago because this is just for the Switch. So they developed. They put the money in development three or four years ago, and I believe it was in the top ten last year as well. Probably the year that it came out in the top <laughs> yeah. ten. Yeah. So those type of legs are just netting Nintendo so much more money than these other games are getting their companies because people are still buying it, and Nintendo doesn't have to do anything now. They already paid the development cost three years right. ago. Yeah. Right. And Nintendo doesn't drop the price on any of their games. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so like, this oh, oh, this game's been out for two years. It's still sixty dollars. Yep. Skins out for four years. It's still sixty bucks. And guess what? It's number eight, not including digital sales. So, so with including digital, digital sales, sales, it'd probably be like a five. Yeah, more than likely for a three-year-old game. If I had it, yeah. in my opinion, I would put it at the number three spot. Honestly, because Mario Kart is just one of those games where you can play it and play it and play it and not get bored of it. Moving down the list, 11, Marvel's Avengers, again, came out in 2020. Uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 2020, NBA 2K21. Yeah. Number 14, another one of those, um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, I was, that I came was, out in 2018, I believe. Yeah. So Nintendo's games just have that staying power. Mm-hmm. As it is. Well. So. Uh, 15, FIFA 21, Mortal Kombat 11. I, I think that one released in 2019. I think so, yeah. yeah. So that's a I'll look. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot 17, uh, MLB 2020, uh, Cyberpunk was number 19. So Cyberpunk still sold well, even and though it had issues. Mortal Kombat 11 came out March of 2019. 2019? Okay. So, so it's still like one year old. Yeah, it's yeah. still one year old. Uh, I think now, I actually probably have a reason for MK11 getting up there in 2020 is the DLCs that they released. Not just 
Oh, you mean the World characters? Yeah, yeah, World yeah, Combat yeah. Eleven. The characters that they released because they released like uh, Spawn, Joker, Terminator, Rambo's in there. They released a lot of good guest characters this time around. Now, here's the funny thing: if we take out all of 2020 and just do December of 2020, half of the top selling, half of the top ten games in 2020 were Nintendo titles. I'm not surprised to hear that Nintendo plays some good games, man. Oh, I still, I still no. have... oh, where's my 20? I, that's a, I, it pulled up the top 10. I don't want that. Want the top 20. So with Nintendo being said, I know you guys talked about this last week of old Nintendo consoles. My oldest Nintendo console I have is a DS. And okay. DS, yep. I still have a DS and a DSi and a Wii and a Wii U. And the only thing I don't have is a, a Switch. Do I want a Switch? Probably not. Will I get one if I have enough people pressuring me into getting it like you and Terry? <laughs> so here's the top 20 list going backwards. I'll go from 20 up. And I'm probably going to skip some of those already mentioned, like Mortal Kombat's at 20, Ring Fit Adventure for Nintendo is at 19, Mario Party was at 18, Breath of the Wild, number 17, Mario Odyssey, number 16, New Super Mario Bros. Wii U, or U Deluxe, 15, uh, 12 was FIFA, 13, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, yes. 12, Just Dance, which is on the Nintendo Switch, so... <laughs> yep. um, number 11, Smash Bros., number 10, 3D All-Stars, uh, number 9 is uh, Mortals... Eight NBA number seven Mario Kart again, Animal Crossing, uh, the rest are all not Switch games. But still, that's a like lot a of Switch good, games. A good chunk of that is Nintendo Switch games and old mm-hmm. ones too. Odyssey came out three years ago. Breath of the Wild came out four years ago, and it's still Breath trending. of the Wild is still amazing. Me that it's a four-year-old game and it still has such a big popularity. I go through my page on YouTube and it's just, hey, we think you might like this, and it's Breath of the Wild. None of that includes Nintendo's digital sales. Right. Because I'm, I'm really excited for the next Breath of the Wild game. Oh, yeah. That's Pokemon? a lot of people participating in that at E3. Pokemon? Pokemon in the Breath of the Wild? Pokemon Breath of the Wild. You know, with the E3, there's one game I'm hoping... They uh, they released still shots of Pokemon Legends of Arceus today. Okay. I, I can get behind that. The, the, it looks pretty good. It definitely does look, at this, look like it's on the same engine. Okay, how old is the engine? It's it's pretty good. The engine that they used on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Alright, we're running a little short on time. Do you guys want to try Video Games 20 Questions before we end tonight's stream? I'm down. You're down? What about you? Do you know the rules? No. <laughs> I pick a game, and I've got the information on my phone, so no peeking. Um, and you guys work together to try and guess what that game is within 20 questions. You're, if you make all of it to question 20, the 20th question has to be the guess. So you have, right. you have 19 questions to get there and then a guess as your 20th question. But you are allowed to guess sooner if you think you got it. Um, you can only ask yes and no questions of me. And if I can't answer it because I don't know, then it will not count towards your question total. Sound good? Yep. Let the questioning begin. Was this game made before 95? It was not. Okay. Is this game recent? Soon to be coming out. Okay, can you rephrase that? Is this game going to be coming out in the next year? No. Is this That's a Nintendo title? It is. Three. Even the Nintendo titles. <laughs> we talked about Nintendo a lot, so I mean, I'm trying to not make this super hard on you. Is this a game I've watched you stream? No, it is not. 
Trying to think of any questions. So a lot of times, if you, go, if you go broad and try to narrow it down, like you know the, isn't this a Mario title? It is not. Yeah, you narrow it down by genre or what console it might be on or whatnot. Is this on the Switch? It is on the Switch. A six. Does this game have online play? Yes. You can go genre, like I'm trying thinking, to figure out what this, type of game it is. Is this a part? Is this part of the shooter genre? It is not a shooter. See, it's on the Switch. It's on the Switch. It's a Nintendo title. Yeah. After ninety-five. Okay. <laughs> not a Mario title. It's not a shooter genre. It's not a shooter genre. And it has online play. It does have online play. Is it in... Is that a game we've talked about tonight? It's not. Is it an early 2000, 2010 title game? It's on the Switch. Oh, it's on the Switch. Sorry. Is it a... Mm, 2016 title just so you know, the Switch did not launch until 2017. I don't know anything about the Switch. Okay, I'll give this to you. The Switch launched March of 2017. Okay, so, so going from 17. Okay. <laughs> that did not count as a question. I was just saving you from a question. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Switch. Trying to go through all the genres in my head. Just so I can get this game out of my head. Is it Splatoon? So technically, you is that your guess? Because if you guess, the game ends. But Splatoon's <laughs> a shooter, isn't it? Splatoon would be classified as a shooter. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. not a shooter game. A genre. Yeah. Is it part of the <sighs> racing genre? It is not a racer. You're at was ten questions <laughs> and remaining. Halfway there. Like you, you got it down to the console, the developer being Nintendo. Right. You know a few things it's not. Would this game be considered kind of like a farming simulator-ish? It is not in the farming simulator simulator territory. So that, that leaves out Stardew Valley. Well, that's not developed right <laughs> now, but it does leave out Harvest Moon stuff. Yeah. So is it the adventure game? What adventure game? Like, like is the genre adventure? Oh, is this an adventure game? It is not an adventure game. <laughs> so it's it's on the Switch by Nintendo. Nintendo. It's not a shooter. It's not a racer, it's not a farmer, and it's not adventure. <laughs> and it has online play. And it's got it online, play. online play. Then it's not a Mario. Uh, yeah, that's the one that's tripping me up, is it's not a Mario title. And that took out like half my list from here <laughs> to like, or my list from here to here. <laughs> 
Um, is it a Zelda title? Legend of Zelda title? It is not. No, that would be considered a shooter as well. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I was thinking Cuphead. And that's not developed by Nintendo. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is it on the Switch? It's on the Switch, but it's not developed by I Nintendo. Because it. it was originally Xbox exclusive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we know it's not Mario. We know it's online. We know it's not Zelda. We know it's not racing. We know it's not a shooter. Adventure Farm Sim. Is it a horror game? It is not a horror game. That's 14. <laughs> what other game genres are there? <laughs> sure. Is it in the... Uh, strategic genre, the strategy genres. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Like, like, is it a game that is because there are heavily, certain games that, that yeah that are heavily induced in puzzle puzzles? Games? Yeah, no, it does not feature strategic or puzzles like right. Because yeah, there are certain games that you you can have strategy for without the game actually being focused on strategy. So that's fifteen. Yeah, four questions and a guess. <laughs> oh, they can't see. It's gonna flash the. Video, but you can't remember what it is. Yeah, I'm looking down. So you no, you're fine. To see it. I don't think you. Yeah, you can't even see what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm really drawing a blank. Yeah. Here. So I'm gonna say. No, because that would count as a Mario title. <laughs> I did think of uh. uh Game with Samus as Metroid or whatever, but I was like, no, because I should do it already. Shooter. Wait, I don't know. Did you ask if is it something I've I asked if it's something I've seen in stream. Yeah, is it I, mean, I wouldn't know if you guys have played this, so right. I'm not gonna. Is that a game we've talked about? It is not. You have an idea? I don't. <laughs> I don't have an idea. I have no clue. All right, I can give you a hint. You have your choice of two hints. One pertains to the genre that the game is in. The other hint pertains to, I guess, the nature of this game. It's both the nature of the game. Think off the wall games that Nintendo has made. Switch. Like, 
you were kind of in the right realm. Not like not not style of game or not um genre of game, but in the right realm when you brought up Splatoon. Splatoon was an off the wall game that kind of came out of nowhere from Nintendo. Think in that realm. <laughs> I don't know anything about I apologize. I probably should have picked a PS4 gamer. This game came out within the Switch time frame, so I thought it wouldn't be that hard. I could have picked like some some obscure, all obscure, yeah, like Top Secret episode from Nintendo. That is a game I played as a kid. You didn't play Top Secret episode as a kid. You didn't play. You actually know that game? Nobody I've ever talked to knows what that game is. I'm so happy. I I don't know what that game is. Like no, like people my <laughs> age, like will have yeah. no idea what Top Secret episode was. <laughs> it was actually kind of a cool game because it had side scrolling. Yeah, I think it had FPS elements in there. Anyway, yeah, three questions to guess. She said off the wall games. Essentially, what I mean by that is nobody would have predicted this game be announced from Nintendo, but it was. It was like just like out of left field, like what is this type of thing? The thing is, I don't really know too many of of the off the wall. Yeah, I think you're gonna hate yourself if you miss this one. I'm gonna hate myself regardless. (laughs) Anything about the switch? I'm throwing in the towel officially. Throwing in the towel, Nate. I'm in the same boat as Sean. All right, it's a fighting game. It came out within the first six months of the switch launching. Is it Dragon Ball Fighter Z? No. <laughs> it, in fact, it released June 16th, 2017. So three months after the switch launched, this game came out. Fighting game featuring colorful characters with colorful hair. And really, really long arms. The, uh... <laughs> I know it. The, 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 the extendo rock'em sock'em things. Yes. Give her the name. I don't. Arms. Oh! <laughs> I would have never guessed it. Never. Oh. Never in a million years. Why? <laughs> You hate me so now? Yes. I'm, 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 it looked, it looked like, the, like the origami <laughs> folder thing yes. with a fist at the end, and you actually had to, like, take the Wii, the, or not the Wii, but the, the Switch uh, Joy-Cons, and, like, yes, Fox. And it was their new. So I think if you could have gotten your brain to fighting game, and then from there kind of cycled through Nintendo fighting games to possibly get to that one, might have been never there. gotten it. But I didn't want to make it too easy. That's why I gave you a choice between the genre. <laughs> if you said genre, I was going to say it's a fighting game. Yeah. Otherwise, because it, it is it's an off the wall game. Like, off the wall game. Yeah, it's it an off the wall game. I remember seeing the commercial for it, and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> but it was actually generally well well received. It's not one of those yeah. that has long legs, but from people I've talked to who've played it and from reviews I've seen, they generally say it's a fun game to play. So, you should get arms for the store here and go a few rounds. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, so we're it's about wraps us up for tonight. I think we went about an hour. Oh, we're over an hour. We're like an hour oh. and twelve thing. Oh, wow. we went way over. 
Sorry about that, guys. I try to keep it to the point, but... Um, <laughs> Can't help it. Someone's ADHD here. Yeah. Thank you, Nate, for coming on tonight. We're talking yep. Destiny 2 with us. Um, hopefully, my <laughs> game is downloaded. I'll be able to check it out tonight and see Definitely. what the game yes. uh, And if you are, I will say this, if you ever do end up playing it on your Xbox, feel free to hit me up on Discord if you need help with anything. My name... I think is the same as my xbox life if not i will give it to you okay so if you're ever like hey i'm stuck here or hey can you give me a hand cool i got a, a mic i got a controller i'm more than willing to assist you in anything appreciate it that you need and and that's a little bit of destiny news uh third week is out today was their weekly reset yep. and it is on the tangled shore so be looking for that for season of the splicer uh there's, I think the Pinnacle mission is out today. Yep. And, yeah, I think that's supposed to deal with how you can combat the Vex in their override. And just remember, when it comes to Destiny, all you need is a Galahorn. <laughs> of course. Too bad, no one's got it yet. <laughs> um, a lot of people got Vex Myth, though, but not a lot of people got Galahorn. Thinking about trying to bring Steven in next week, yeah, catch him up on some things, and maybe pick his brain on some E3 things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but till then, I'm Mike. And, I'm John. And I forget my closing statements. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, that's it. Up. <laughs> Comments down below. <laughs>